welcome back to Fantasy Pints Podcast. I'm joined again by James, who is now drinking honey and lemon because he's just about recovered from a sore throat that was keeping us out of podcasting, weren't you? Yeah, we unfortunately had to uh, had to cancel a recording with a guest and push it back a week yesterday. Uh, and I'm looking forward to getting that episode out. But hopefully, as you can now hear, my voice is on the mend. I slightly overworked myself with uh, beer garden gigs at the weekend and left myself uh, towards the back end of the weekend with a voice which was inaudible. <laughs> but now uh, Boris Johnson's announced that we can hug people. He's also announced that we can go inside pubs as of next week. So what does that mean for you? You'll be you'll be inside gigging now, not just beer gardens? Yeah, so um, I do a lot of work. Uh, at quite a big Irish bar in Liverpool and they've got a courtyard. So I've been sort of out there every weekend. But as of the 17th, they're going to be having music inside as well. So it effectively doubles my workload. Uh, so I'm going to have to really look after my throat, I think, through the weeks. And there's also um, going to be obviously gigs, you know, at other pubs that are a bit smaller or maybe didn't have the beer garden size to be able to justify live music beforehand. So... My diary started to fill up now as of uh, Monday the 17th. Got quite a few private events. There's garden parties with up to 30 people as of Monday as well. So I've got quite a few garden parties booked in. I'm looking forward to it. And again, it's it's another positive step towards hopefully the end of, of this pandemic. Yeah, I was going to say, so it's just one more step to go before hopefully something like normality where we can... Um obviously get back to to full gigs anywhere festivals outside especially in this country um we, we saw the sefton park gig which we spoke about before which was a big indicator that this this can happen now and we've got the perfect guest to talk about that haven't we we have we have we're joined by dj uh katie owen who actually performed at the sefton park event which went down a storm. It was fantastic. I wasn't there, but I've seen the pictures and videos. I'm incredibly jealous of the fact that I wasn't able to be there uh, as a result of being slightly outside of the Liverpool City region. Uh, Wigan's definitely more than slightly outside. I don't think you're ever getting away with that. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah um, let's get her in. And we're joined this week by another special guest, fresh from DJing in front of 5,000 people at Sefton Park. It's Katie Owen. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you? We're good. We're good. Good. How does that feel, by the way, to be to be introduced <laughs> that way, especially after I'm... over 12 months of probably next to nothing? I literally went from a year of no gigs yeah. to like absolutely no one to playing in front of 5,000 people. And it was phenomenal. I'm still like, I still haven't recovered. I'm still tired from the event. Yeah. <laughs> still not over it. Yeah. I've seen the pictures and the videos. It looked amazing. Oh, it was. I yeah, don't need I to think... rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> and I think everyone who's performed seems to be saying the same thing. They're like, we're still not coming down from it. It's, it's unbelievable. But how, how could, how can you sum it up? Like, what was it like when you, when you got out there and, and just, could you feel the sort of the energy and the, the relief from people? I honestly think I could have played anything and the crowd would have would have reacted well because everyone was just so up for it after being kept in for a year. You know, we've all got so much energy 
and to be at a gig for normality it just felt so nice but yeah everyone was really energetic and happy just nice to you know nice to be there yeah and obviously you, you've been DJing for a while and I know you've played festivals uh you've also done some some radio one but would you say that's um the pinnacle so far in terms of in terms of your DJ um yeah I'd say it's up there definitely up there yeah and it's, uh, how long have you been doing it for in terms of like the indie DJ so I've been doing it for about four years I feel like because the pandemic I keep thinking that I'm 23 but I'm actually <laughs> yeah. 24 I, I'm just getting really confused with time but um no I started when I was 20 and I used to do a club in Cardiff for this feeling and I literally used to play a Spotify playlist but pretend that I was DJing and then one day they were like, do you want to play Isle of Wight Festival? So I was like, yeah, go on then. On the bus on the way there, didn't have a clue how to DJ. I'd been playing a Spotify playlist um, and I was on the bus like, what What am I doing? I don't even know how to work the decks. So I got there and just completely winged it. And I said to someone, can you recap me on the decks? And just completely winged it. And then ever since then, I've ended up doing it as a career, luckily. Yeah. So <laughs> did that kind of move? Go on, sorry. I've kind of just been winging it ever since. <laughs> I was going to say, did that first set go smoothly then at Isle of Wight? There was no hiccups. I think because everyone was a bit drunk, no one really <laughs> noticed. And I wasn't mixing music, I was just crossfading in and out. Mm, yeah. So I, I got away with it, luckily. Yeah, excellent. Well, there's no disguise in your accent and you just mentioned Cardiff. <laughs> what's, what's, the, uh, what's, the local, what's the local DJ scene like in Wales or what was it like when you were really sort of into that? Um, so I live, when I live back home in Wales, I'm from the Valleys, yeah. so it's about an hour from Cardiff, so if you if you want to go to Cardiff for a gig, the last train back is at 10 o'clock, there's one train every hour, one bus every hour, Other pay, otherwise you're paying like £60 for a taxi home, so there's not, there's a music scene in the Valleys, but you've got to kind of go to Cardiff yeah. for like, you know, big, any like big gigs, so um yeah, it's, it's definitely like still alive and kicking the music scene, mm. but there's a lot. I've had a lot more gigs in London. Yeah, yeah. And how did you get involved with this feeling then? Because obviously you mentioned that was how you got into DJing. They're they're quite an important thing for for any new musician. And for as you as a new DJ, it's obviously worked out that way. So how did that start? And then how important do you think they are for music? So my dad used to DJ for them like many, many years ago. And then one day he was like, no, I'm, I'm too old now. I'm not doing it. I can't, you know, I'm not doing it anymore. So he was like, my daughter's 20. She'll take over from me. So they were like, all right, yeah, fine. And, um, but yeah, I think it's really important for new music to give, you know, it gives them a platform. They, they give them radio plays. They get them gigs like around the UK. So yeah, I think it's really, really important. Yeah. And another thing that's important um, for new music, as you mentioned, radio play and um, someone who's important for indie music in particular is Jack Saunders, who you um, covered for, didn't you, on, on Radio 1? So how yeah. did that come about and what was that like? I literally felt like, do you know in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they win the golden ticket? I literally, <laughs> felt, I literally felt like I was in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and I was like, oh my God, I feel, oh. But no, it was incredible. Like It was just such an amazing experience. It was, I was like, oh God, what am I doing? It's a big boots to film. Mm. Yeah. So how long did you do it for then, the, the covering Jack? So I did it over Christmas. Mm. So That's... yeah, a few shows around Christmas time, just before the lockdown, the pandemic. And then after that Christmas, then January, February, March, we went into lockdown. So 
it's been a bit of a frustrating year, but I think things are coming back now, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. And mm. I mean, that show sounds ideal in terms of your music taste. Would you, would you agree with that in terms of um, sort of the indie rock side of things? Oh, yeah. So I'm, you know, like in my indie is my, my, you know, my passion, indie, rock, 60s, the Beatles. That's all the music I grew up on, the kinks. But I do love my dance music. Like I love a bit of house. So yeah, okay. like I, I, I really go from my one, when the spectrum to the other, like one day I'll be listening to Cortinas and, and Oasis and the next day I'll be listening to like, them or the Venga Boys it really does it really varies depending what mood I'm in sounds a bit like, like sounds like my <laughs> missus yeah <laughs> that's not me um I was I was gonna say what are the type what are the big songs because I've got a few in mind but as, as someone behind the decks what are the songs that go to floor fillers so my five like if I'm doing an indie set the five classics like indie go-to ones that everyone sings back at you um Cortina's not on team forever yeah. Arctic Monkeys, I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor, Seven Nation Army, Take Me Out, all the ones that like have got an easy chorus to sing back. Yeah. And all like the massive, the big indie bangers. Um, Blondie. Mm. Um, oh, I don't know. It's all, it's all left my head now. <laughs> Put me <laughs> well, on the I've spot. Seen, I've gone all shy. <laughs> I did see a video of one of those. I think it was about you, you Look Good on the Dance Floor at the Sefton Park gig, and that looked incredible. It yeah. Was... And. Another one, everyone's always like, oh, I, this song's so overplayed and annoying, but Mr. Brightside, like when yeah. you've had a few pints and you're with your mates and that comes on, like, well, that's it's the it, best. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone will slag it off and then it'll be there. Every, the, yeah, the, the minute it comes on. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And are you into your new music then? Because obviously being involved with this feeling, is there anything you've been listening to, particularly maybe during lockdown, that you might start playing in your sets? Yes. Well, so before like lockdown, um, I go to gigs regularly. I'd always be at gigs, finding new music. Um, and I've got like a playlist, but well, I've made a playlist actually this week of new songs that I'm listening to. And I've got artists like Dry Cleaning on there, um, Cassiette, Baby Queen, um, Squid, yeah. all those kinds of artists. So yeah, yeah definitely. No, good, yeah. Because Squid's album just come out, hasn't it, on, uh, on Friday. Mm. Um, one, of the, one of the things that, a lot of people have been talking about this year is um, gender misrepresentation on, on particularly festival lineups. Um, there's been a lot made of it on social media. So I was wondering what's your perspective on that and what that kind of needs to change in the industry? Yeah, I feel like I've done a few gigs, played a few gigs um, in London and like around, around the UK and I've turned up to DJ and then I've been asked if I, I'm a member of the band's girlfriend or if I'm just like they're you know they don't take me seriously because I'm a woman and they'll always like not expect me to play good music or know about music or they'll think that you're pretending to like an artist just to impress men and I'm like no I actually love this music I'm not going to pretend to like Oasis just to impress you I'm not not bothered so yeah I think things do need to change but I I feel like we're on the right path yeah yeah I I agree it it was positive to see obviously yourself and Zuzu on uh on the lineup for Sefton Park uh, a couple of yeah. weeks ago, and as as Sean, I would imagine, was about to say, um, I think there has been a move towards more sort of female representation on festival lineups and whatnot. There is still definitely room for improvement, but I think we're in the right on the right path. 
Yeah, because like you've you've seen on Twitter, some of them will they'll put the lines up, line up of festivals, and then you'll take the the men out, and there's literally just like two women out of an entire yeah. festival, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought it was a big kick in the teeth, particularly after 2020, where there was so like I'm thinking the Big Moon released probably one of the best albums of the year, and I, I don't think I've seen them on like any festival lineups for well, th- I think if if I have, they're quite far down, and it just yeah. feels like yeah, nobody's really listening, but yeah, I don't know. Mm, yeah it is frustrating but I, like I said I, I feel like things are starting to like change now and mm, yeah. on, on the right path yeah so we'll talk about the theme of the podcast which is fantasy pints so it's three musicians <laughs> past or present that you can go out for a drink with who is your first choice and why do you know what this is so hard like I've changed my answer so many times <laughs> I'd think of someone and then be like no 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 like as if I thought it'd actually happen <laughs> but definitely 100% George Harrison. Yes. Just because I think he's like the most beautiful human being in the world. And I think I'd, I would just be starstruck. I'd, to, to have a pint with a member of the Beatles would just be mind blowing. Yeah. So yeah, George Harrison, um, Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Because I just think, yeah, she's a beautiful soul. And I just think she'd be a good laugh. Mm. Like she always used to drink in the, the Dublin Castle in Camden and the Holy Arms, the Good Mixer, and I go to all those pubs so I can just imagine like sitting by her having a pint and just having having a good time. And then the third person, I'd, I don't know, it's, I'd say someone like, you wouldn't expect this from me, but like Cardi B or like Doja Cat. Really? Just because I think, yeah, she just seems, <laughs> I just think she'd have me like, have you in stitches laughing and they seem a bit nuts and I'd love, I just think they'd be great. <laughs> Well, what what? Because we also say to people, imagine they're in the same. You're in the same room. So, oh how God, you, can you imagine? <laughs> I was going to say, how do you think George Harrison would get on with Cardi B? Oh God, I I don't know. I I, I don't think, reckon he. I think he'd be a bit like, what what was that? It, it would definitely be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, what what 100%. pub would you take them to? What what pub would you take the three of them to? We've not asked anyone this, have we? No, mm. this is off the top of my head. <laughs> Oh, so it, um, in the middle of lockdown, I got a job in a pub uh, called, God, I've forgotten the name of it. And I worked there for a few months, no, called The Crown. And it was like a proper dodgy Irish pub, right, in um, in North London. They'd have people coming in who'd stolen stuff from shops. They'd stolen like meat from the meat counters in Tesco's and they'd stolen like perfume and they'd come round and sell sell all this stuff in the pub and all like the old Irish men would buy it so like, I think like the, to... the modern day version of the pirated DVD man isn't it they used to yeah. come around the pubs <laughs> oh I loved it I'd, I'd buy like steaks and stuff I'd, I'd be on the I'd be on the barn I'd be like pick me first pick me first so yeah I'd take them to that pub because it just I just think it'd be chaos I'd love it yeah it's an interesting choice and I was thinking like even the dynamic between Amy Winehouse and Cardi B would be interesting because that's sort of yeah what would she think of that modern sort of modern music? That obviously Cardi B is massive, isn't she now? Mm, it'd be yeah, it'd be very interesting. Completely different characters and music as well. Yeah. No. But what do you think? What choices? do you think the three of them would drink? What do you think George is drinking? <laughs> I, uh, he says, I reckon he's. I've, I reckon like when he was younger, he's like scouser. I'd say like a pint you know, nice pint, solid pint. But then I yeah. reckon as he's gotten older, I'd say he's more of like a whiskey kind of man. Mm. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. 
as yeah, he's all laced, done. laced with LSD, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of acid in there, yeah, lovely. Um, and then I reckon Amy Winehouse is a Jaeger bomb kind of gal. Yeah, I reckon she'd have you on the shots and the Jaeger bombs, and then I'd reckon Cardi B. It, I don't know. I reckon she's what's it? What's what's it called? Not Heineken. What's the whiskey called? The rum stuff. The I thought you were gonna go um, Hennessy. H- Hennessy. Oh. Hennessy, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah, I reckon she's a Hennessy, Hennessy well, drinker. Like good choices. That. None of them mm. have been picked before, as well. I think. What What uh, do people usually go for? So we we talk about this. So Liam Gallagher is obviously picked a lot, but we, we to the point where we were going to decide that he was automatically there in the pub when you got there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got Keith Richards a lot. Because I used to do it as a, just a general interview question at the end, and I, I didn't warn them about it, so I put them on the spot. Um, in and I bet people, I bet yeah. people were like, "Oh, because it's hard. It's a good. I liked yeah. it. That was a good question." Yeah, no, it is. But like when they don't have much thought, I think a lot of people automatically went for Liam Gallagher. Whereas on the podcast, you'd think people have given it a bit more thought, and then they're, they're like, "Oh, no, we don't want to pick a, pick him. That's too obvious." But yeah. I think one person did choose Amy Winehouse in my interviews, but the other two have definitely not been not been picked. Not George Harrison. No, no well, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of John Lennon. We had a, we yeah. had a Paul McCartney. Um, mm. I think I think George got, is the coolest Beatle though. As well, I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah George, George is fantastic. Yeah, George is yeah. my fave. I'd love to go yeah. for a pint with him. Yeah. Be my dream. <laughs> no, that's good. So moving on um, to cl- sort of close close the uh, chat, what have you got planned for 2021 now in terms of when things are hopefully now opening up Ooh, back to some um, form of normality? Some fingers crossed, please, please, please. Um, <laughs> so I've got another few festivals that are not announced in the pipeline. Um, I'm starting to do more football stuff, like more okay. football presenting. So there's some stuff with that as well. Most of it's not announced. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I can announce. You can give us an exclusive if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's, the sort of, what's the sort of football stuff do you mean in terms of presenting? Just TV work or is that radio? Um, yeah, like TV, hopefully. like in, I can't say, but um, hopefully doing stuff around the Wales team in the Euros. You're quite big into your football then. Yes, big Wales fan um, and Cardiff and Spurs. Because Spurs has got Gareth Bale, Joe Roden, Ben Davis. So I feel like there's the Welsh yeah. aspect yeah. and get away with that. What are your hopes for the Euros? Wales smashes it. <laughs> Wales I hope win. so. Wales, win, Wales win. Yeah, everyone else loses. But who would you both support? Well, we're, we're in England. We're England fans, but and they're currently favourites to win it for some unknown reason. But yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I'm not, ex- <laughs> not expecting it. Club no. club wise, we're both Manchester United fans as well. Uh, United fans. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I, I, we've learned as England fans not to not to get our hopes up. Really. I know. We were, yeah. Don't want to crush crush anyone's dreams. That was at the Euros <laughs> last year. Wales did so well, and then and then they yeah. got left and yeah they had they had a good run didn't they yeah and hopefully this year it'll be good as well yeah should be should be well, yeah. so Very yeah it's well. just stuff stuff i can't really announce but keep an eye on my socials <laughs> well, and where can people find you on social media then pardon where can people find you on social media okay so at katie owen that's my instagram plain and simple k-a-t-i-e 
O-W-E-N, not Owens, Owen. A lot of people, like, I've done a few festivals and they put Katie Owens on the lineup and it literally, like, I'm like, how can you not spell Owen right? It's- I think I've seen both, you know, now you say that. I thought I'd seen both because I couldn't work out. Yeah, yeah. I've, had it, I've had it quite a few times and I'm like, it's not a hard name to get wrong. No, no, it's no. just, you know. So, yeah, that's my Instagram. Um, Twitter is, yeah, it's all Katie Owen, nothing... Nothing too nothing too out there. Uh, nothing like Welsh Babe two oh two. None <laughs> of that. <laughs> no. Yeah, but thanks, thanks very much for your time. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed, we'll see you at, at some festivals then. In yeah, the, in brilliant. The Thank yeah. you for having me. No worries, no worries. Thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Massively appreciate your time, Katie. Thank you. So oh, much. cheers. 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 Bye. Right. Right, so that was Katie Owen. Um, I've, I've seen loads of stuff online particularly post Sefton Park gig where people were praising her set and I've seen loads of videos I even saw someone on Twitter who was asking could she put a set on Spotify so I'm sure there's there's big things to come um especially she said she's got a few things lined up that she can't speak about yet but hopefully we'll find out soon yeah looking forward to hearing about all that stuff particularly the football stuff as well um yeah Mm. I can't wait for the Euros but I'm even more excited now to see uh to see what Katie's going to be working on with the Welsh national team yeah, I just really hope that the Welsh national team don't get further than the England national team yeah. this, far. <laughs> this time. Also, a certain friend of mine from Abergavenny won't let me live it down. Yeah, we all. I think we've all we've all got a, co- a couple of friends who <laughs> like to have the football beef. I, I uh, worked in Wrexham for a small period of time, so I've got quite a few friends from Wrexham who would love to see uh, love to mm. see Wales best yeah, England but- in the Euros. I'd like to think that we've got a stronger squad this time around, but we'll see. I don't want to say too much and jinx it. But yeah, we'll be we'll be back next week, hopefully on Thursday, uh, with a new episode and a new guest. So thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Northern Chorus underscore, Instagram at Northern Chorus, and Facebook Northern Chorus UK. Apologies for the the bad voice this week. Bye bye for now. I don't. I genuinely don't think it sounded bad. Mm-hmm.